Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, wonderful people of the internet. Dusty Porter here, the host of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where each and every Wednesday I post an episode where I interview a creator just like yourself. I ask them about their YouTube journey, about the tools and strategies they use to succeed on the platform that we all know and love. We're brought to you today by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy. Uh, it is the one tool that I recommend to all of my clients, all of the people who email me uh, you know, from the show, whatever it may be, and they say, what's the one tool that you'd recommend for every YouTube? to use it is always TubeBuddy, uh, and it's not just because they sponsor the show. I would be recommending them even if they didn't. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, they've supported me for so long, I'd probably just be talking about them anyways. Don't tell them that, by the way, uh, but uh, it is a wonderful tool. Click the link in the show notes. You will not regret it. Uh, we're also brought to you by the fine folks over on Patreon. Uh, if you support me over on Patreon uh, for a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, literally less than uh, a coffee at Starbucks, you will get access to the private Discord channel where we talk YouTube shop all the time. Uh, I add and include all of the guests in that channel so you can personally ask them if they're in there different questions that you may have had presented to you when you've listened to the show. So if that's something that interests you, definitely go check that out. want to thank Tyler M., Sam S., and Olivia L. for supporting this week. Thank you guys so much for that continued support. I really do appreciate it. Something I always do is like to give credit and a shout out to those people who leave reviews over on iTunes. Normally, uh, it, it, it's the five-star reviews, but if you've listened to my show long, you know I'm very transparent, and whenever I tell people to review the show, I don't tell them to leave a five-star review. I say leave a review if it is something that, uh, you know, feedback, I always want to know. I always would love to hear the feedback for the show. Well, Robert took me uh, literal and he left, left a two-star review and he said, I listened to one of the latest episodes and was incredibly disappointed and a tad bit annoyed that more than half of the episode uh, was him doing self-promotion and fluff talk. Uh, I stopped by to learn one thing, and I eventually did, but it took long to get there. Uh, sorry, Dusty seems like a really nice guy, and this review does not reflect on him personally. I just need more content. Well, you know what, Robert? I agree with you. There was probably some earlier episodes, especially that one you were referring to, where I might have rambled on a little long. And with that being the case, I do apologize. But any review is helpful. Five stars, obviously the most helpful. If you enjoyed the show, it really does help us out here on the podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. This week's talk and conversation was amazing. Can't wait to go ahead and dive in. And I'm going to be a man of my word and stop rambling. And let's jump into this week's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Dusty here, as always. Join today by John Schmidt. He is an entrepreneur and adventurer. John's story to me is one of the most interesting that I've ever had here on the show. John bought a small coffee shop called Mocha Monkey when he was 21 years old. Eight years later, there are now three locations, 70 employees, and Mocha Monkey has been voted the best coffee shop in Minnesota. John spends his time now primarily as a potter, making cups, bowls, plates of the sorts to sell and use at the coffee shops. John started his YouTube channel, John the Potter, in February of this year. Now, a little over seven months later, he has surpassed 5,000 subscribers. I looked just a few seconds ago, almost 6,000 now, 1 million watch minutes, and he is growing rapidly. Starting with little to no video editing experience, he has created a community around art, 
pottery, fun videos, inspiration, business, and a just-go-for-it attitude that has amassed hundreds of thousands of views. John, uh, John, what the world? Join John the Potter for instruction, inspiration, and entertainment. John, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Dusty. How are you? You know what? I'm ready to have this conversation. I am so intrigued about the origin story of the Mocha Monkey Coffee Shop. And number one, I'm just going to go ahead and let you know right off the bat here, that is the coolest name of a coffee shop I have ever heard. Ah, thank you. And so uh, when I when I read that, I was like, Mocha Monkey. That's just that just. I'm not even a coffee guy. You know, I, I drink the occasional, uh, you know, white mocha, something very very simple, very bland. My wife loves coffee, uh, but uh, but for me, I would see that and I would just want to go uh, straight in the doors and see kind of what you guys had to offer. So let's go ahead and take a take a step back for a minute, John. Let my audience know a little bit more about you, the person, John, and how you got started on YouTube. What made you take that jump? Yeah, so you you want me to start the YouTube story or do you want me to start the Mocha Monkey story? So maybe just, you know, briefly and concisely kind of talk about Mocha Monkey, that story real quickly, okay. and then give us a more elaborate, uh, detailed story on the YouTube stuff. Got it. So I went to college. I was a business management major. And while I was there, I took a pottery class and I got super into handmade pottery, throwing like cups and bowls and mugs. And it just like captured my imagination and I loved it, but I was already into this business management thing. So when I was a senior, I walked into this little coffee shop in a 136 year old home and I walked in and I saw handmade pots on the shelves and the baristas using like they'd make lattes and everything in the mugs. And it's just like kind of clicked for me. It was like, this is awesome. I could you like I wanted to open something like that someday, a coffee shop where you use the pottery and I could also use my business skills and my business management major. So I got a job there and long story short, I ended up buying it when I was 21 years old. I was still in college. I had like a semester left of school, but I had the business, finished it and uh, finished college. And over the last eight years now, we've opened the second and third locations. I built a pottery studio in the basement of the original location, which is that 136 year old home. Uh, and then I kind of had decided that I didn't want to grow any more locations like Mocha Monkey. We got voted the best coffee shop in Minnesota, which was really cool. But I decided like 70 employees was enough for me. I kind of wanted to focus on some other things like things around the pottery side of it, maybe some more social media stuff. And I followed a couple other YouTubers, uh, one who was a professional wakeboarder, David O'Keefe, mm -hmm. and another one. Um, couple other YouTubers that I, I really liked and watched a lot. And I thought, hey, this is like a really cool thing. Maybe I could do like a pottery vlog style thing like these guys. There was another potter that I followed named Joel Cherico. And he does these Facebook live videos and gets like tons of views. And I just couldn't I couldn't believe how many people were watching him live all the time. And I was like, I can do the same stuff. And people really love watching pottery and they love learning about the process. And there's a lot of people interested in it. So I kind of started trying to do a couple Facebook live videos and, and it worked okay. Um, but I felt like I was kind of just copying Joel and I was like, I don't want to do that. So I thought YouTube was a really good outlet for me, even though I'd never really uh, edited much video. I'd never really filmed much video. I was like, I think I can learn this. And I think that people would be really interested. I looked at uh, a couple of the other pottery channels out there and there wasn't any, like there was a few really good ones, but there wasn't any great like tutorials and videos uh, that had good production quality and good audio. And even though I didn't have much experience with that, I, I felt confident that I could learn it. 
Um, and so I just kind of was like, all right, I'm going to start filming some videos. So I f started filming with my phone, started filming with a little knockoff GoPro that I got on Amazon for like 40 bucks. Um, and just started like being creative with different tutorials, different, just filming myself. And my first videos were terrible. Hmm. They were awful. Uh, I look back at them now and I'm a little embarrassed, but I still leave them up just to see how far I've come. Uh, I hope in five years I look at my videos now and say those were terrible too, but I think I've gotten a lot better. Um, and yeah, and then we just started growing from there and did some creative things. And I had a couple videos that got suggested, uh, that really helped gain a lot of subscribers. Um, but yeah, it's been fun creating that community of people. And now I have a lot of people that watch every video and comment on it and I'm helping them and they're helping me too. You know, that's, that's one of the things I love about my channel is I have a lot of people that do pottery. And so I learn stuff from them too. Even I'm not the one just always teaching. I'm also learning. So, John, one of my favorite things to do when I interview someone is go to their channel, uh, sort by oldest to newest, and go look at their old videos and kind of see yeah. the the, prog the progression of kind of where you've come. It's amazing oh, to me no. in seven months you have amassed a following now of almost 6,000 subscribers. But more more impressive to me is just the amount of views you're getting on the, on these videos and how consistent they are. People who are subscribing to your channel are watching every one of your videos, and I'm sure you know that looking at your statistics, looking at your analytics. You obviously, when people go and take a look at your channel, are going to see that you have a great personality, you have a great on-camera um, presence. And so coming from someone who didn't have very much video uh, experience, as I mentioned there at the top of the show, what do you think have been a couple of the points that you can look at throughout these past seven or eight months that you've been on YouTube to where from the start until now that you, you're like, okay, I can say that these couple of points have helped me the most because I'm going to be real with you, John. There are a ton of people I get, you could imagine from doing what I do on the internet on a daily and weekly basis, John, I get emails daily, if not weekly, from people saying, Dusty, is it even possible to grow a, stand, a channel from the, from the scratch now? Is it even possible to grow a small channel? And you are just proof that yes, it is possible. If you are unique, you create consistent content. So what are a couple of things that you can pinpoint now, John, that has really helped you grow from the beginning of this whole process? Yeah, you know, speaking to that point, I think when I first started the, in a, and I was researching like how to grow a YouTube channel, like what, what things you need to do, it was in February, right? And that was like right after all the news came out about like you need a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch minutes and all that stuff. And there was a lot of negativity out there. Like it's not possible. You can't do it. Um, and I, for me, like I just, I didn't have any expectations going into it. I think that was what really helped me a lot is like, my goal for the first year was to get to a thousand subscribers. So I was going to give it a, a really good go for a year. And if I wasn't at a thousand subscribers, then maybe I would keep doing it if I was having fun. And if I wasn't there, then I would just stop doing it. But so you kind of, like, you, you kind of put a, a kind of a goal for yourself, kind of set a goal for yourself so you could have something to kind of physically obtain. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I thought that was like, from what I'd researched, I thought a thousand subscribers was like going to be like almost impossible based on what I'd heard from a lot of people. And so putting that thousand subscribers for a year out there was kind of like this fun goal that I thought maybe I'll get there, you know, probably not, but you know, it'll be fun to try anyway, just because I wanted to learn video. I wanted to learn um, how to edit and I wanted to share, you know, the pottery art, the aspect of, you know, my art and all that stuff. Um, so I think that that was a helpful thing for me in the beginning was like no expectations. Every little thing that happened 
was fun. You know, I got two new subscribers in a week and it was like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> or, you know, we hit like 5,000 watch minutes for a month or something. And it was like, oh, you know, every little milestone I celebrated. And I think that that was a key for me was it kept me excited. It kept me motivated. It didn't matter if it was little tiny milestones. And I looked at these other channels that I followed and they're getting hundreds of thousands of views and all that stuff. And I was like, it didn't matter. Like I just had my little, my little niche that I wanted to grow really small. And it was, and it's and it for the first five, six months, it did grow really slowly, like more normal. And then I had a few videos, like I had one video about how I glaze. Um, and that one really, I mean, I think that's my, it has like 50,000 views and that's the most on my channel. Mm. And so I think that's the one thing, having like no expectations, celebrating little milestones, I think were really good. I think another one was really listening to your audience. Like the, even the few people that I had right at the beginning, they all wanted to learn how I glazed my pottery. They kept like asking like, oh, we want to see how you glaze because they could see the finished product. They could see that it was really cool and they wanted to see how it glazed. So I think once I created that glazing video, that was what everyone, a ton of people came to my channel after that to see how I did that glazing. And then that video was a really fun video it kind of showed off my personality my son's in that video and i did a little like thing where i like snap my fingers and he like was in another town it was just like a fun video and so mm -hmm. i think people realized that i was offering not just the tutorial and the information about pottery but i was also like wanted to make fun videos and do interesting things too not just like stick to that one thing so that really set the tone kind of for the channel once i did that one video and that just came from listening to what my audience really wanted so I am prejudiced, uh, John. I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. Uh, my YouTube channel, which has now been is way, way older than your channel, uh, in in you know in comparison, I'm a senior citizen now compared to your uh, infant baby of a YouTube channel. Uh, but my yeah. YouTube channel is solely how-to videos. It's solely yeah. educational content. And so for me, that's how I've decided to build my channel. And so our channels are slightly different in, in the respects of you're building a community-based channel where my channel is solely based on search, which is completely fine. That's why I love the platform that is YouTube. But you made a good point there. One of your most popular videos was a how-to video. How important do you think it is for people growing a community channel like yours around a specific, uh, around a specific I would say, type of, of, of content like pottery? How would you say important it is to include and sprinkle in how-to educational content? Yeah, I, you know, from researching how to grow a YouTube channel, I knew from the beginning that that is what was going to grow the channel. You know, the vlog stuff, the fun stuff, that's just what I wanted to do. That's like what I wanted to be in the future. But I knew that the tutorials and the, it's really the value that you can bring to other people is what most, I, I mean, all the how to's in my channel are the most viewed for sure on my channel. So the tutorials, the how to's, like I have this community that follows all my videos, whatever they do. But then I have this like larger community that tunes in if I do a how to about how to make a certain type of pottery or whatever. So I think, yeah, when you're thinking about what your channel is going to be, it's really not about what you want. It's about what your audience wants and what value you can provide them that they can't find somewhere else. So what kind of unique aspect of your niche are you going to bring to people that it hasn't been done or maybe it's done in a slightly better way? Like I know there's tutorials out there for everything pottery, but I want mine to just be better. I want it to be have better video and audio. I want it to be better laid out. 
um, more fun. I want people to be entertained, less boring. And I want when they're done with the tutorial, I want them to feel like, hey, I can go out and do that now. So let me ask you this. You just made a great point, and I was making a note here because I, I wanted to ask you this question. People who say, oh, there's tutorials for that. There's videos for that. I mean, obviously, you mentioned at the top of this interview, John, that there were people doing pottery videos. There are video game channels doing video game content. Uh, and so with that being said, what are ways that people can stand out? Like you have found your niche. You are you are very unique. You have a great personality. And I know I'm going to get the emails now. I can just hear it now. Oh, Dusty, I went to John's channel, and, and you can just tell that he's got a great personality. He's got great on-camera presence. All of those things are true. I, I don't want to hear any excuses about that kind of thing. What are what are things outside of that, John, that you've been able to do to help your channel stand apart from the rest? Because I, I, I get tired of hearing people say, well, there are already channels about topic A or topic B. What are your thoughts and what are your opinions on that? Um, I think my channel and my tutorials are, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pottery because um, most potters out on YouTube really aren't filmmakers and video makers. And so I feel like mine just have that like extra level of editing. There's not a lot of wasted time, you know, like a lot of potters on YouTube. They're going to just start their phone, like film them for 12 minutes, and then they're going to upload it right away. And mine are like. You know, I'll move the camera around. I'll get three different angles. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure the audio is good. I'll make sure that we're getting some cool B-roll with some good music. Like, I just feel like my mine are more entertaining. You know, sometimes I'll watch and then, like, there won't be any sound on another Potter's video for, like, two and a half minutes because they're just working. And they, they explain what they're going to do and then they do it. And that's fine. Like, some people probably like that. But if you, in our quick, like fast-paced society where I want to know the answer to my question like in the next two minutes like I want to get to the point quicker than a lot of other people and so I think that's been one thing where I'm thinking about it through the lens of our society like the people that want to get their answers uh their questions answered quickly um and yeah and just like I feel like my energy if you a lot of people when I started my YouTube channel I kind of threw a lot of people off because they're like, do you, like, you don't really like talk like that all the time, you know, but I went into the YouTube channel and I was like, all right, I got to bring some energy because that's really what, what people want to hear. I mean, you energy, like you're dusty. You're a great person at this. It's like, I can just, you know, talking to you on the phone, it gets me fired up about YouTube and it gets me fired up about other stuff. And so if you're not fired up about what you're talking about, then you're not going to be able to spread that message and spread what you want to other people either. So I feel like that's something that I did too. In the beginning, like, Right, a couple of my first videos, I kind of like am freaking out a little bit, and so I had to dial it back a little bit. But I feel like those things. I don't know if I'm getting off topic on that question, but no, you're um, not. Things just having that energy and bringing that. I thought I I feel like people can sense how passionate I am about my pottery and about the art, and that's something that really goes a long way. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Let's talk about money for a minute. Uh, this is something people don't like to talk about. Um, how are you monetizing your content now, if at all? And in the future, what are your thoughts? Like, are you, uh, do you promote actively the Mocha Monkey brand? Are you looking to sell your pieces online? Uh, all of the above? What are your thoughts? Okay, so the money side of the YouTube channel for me you know, we did reach that um, threshold of 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 watch minutes, so we are doing a little bit of AdSense revenue. We did just recently start a Patreon page, which was has been super fun. Uh, I'm still really baby infant on the Patreon. I think we have like 16 patrons right now. 
Um, still learning a lot about Patreon, but I think that that has a huge potential for growth for me in the future is Patreon. I think one of the strengths of my channel is that I'm not just creating videos, but I'm also creating pottery. And so people, it's like a, a double-edged sword there. I can also sell the pottery while also making money on the videos. So I think that that has a lot of potential in the future is to have an online store with the pottery um, while also doing the YouTube videos. And I want to do a lot more with affiliate stuff as well in the future. Like I've done a little bit, like you can get these tools through affiliate links. Um, like these are the things that I like and I use, and obviously I could do sponsorships. There's just like the potential for the business side of things is, is huge in the future. But I feel like I really focused on growing that base of audience first and then kind of can monetize it more in the future. Yeah, I I do. I feel like you are really set up for the future when it when it comes to like monetization. I mean, you could do a number of things, right? Like you could with the with the Mocha Monkey brand and, and with you know obviously ad revenue and selling your pottery. And so, uh, you know, when you have a unique channel like yours, the the, the options and the the things that you can do are endless. Now, in closing of this interview, one of the one of my favorite questions to ask people is this: if if you could go back and and you know what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Um. A couple like really simple things that I think like the thumbnails matter. I think if you look at my first 25 videos, the thumbnails, I just kind of threw them together. They didn't really like make any sense. Like, I don't know. So the thumbnails matter. Like that's basically why people are, are going to find you or click on you. Like if you're, they're scrolling through and they see your video, like the thumbnail is the, the hook that gets them into your video. Hmm. So I think that's one, like a really simple one, just looking at the camera. Like I think for a long time, I'd look at the little screen next to the camera and you can tell like that I'm not looking at the camera. So that's a really simple <laughs> one. Um, yeah, just like, I, I think for me, just keep watching other videos. Like I think if I would have watched a little more videographer, like YouTube people, like listening to your show a little earlier, that would have really helped me in the beginning a lot. Just I'll, like, I'll pay you. I'll something. pay you later, John. I'll pay you later. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you have helped me. You've had a lot of great creators on there and I, I always pick up a few little nuggets here and there of things that I can apply to my, my channel too. So thank well, you. Thank you very much. That's awesome. And, uh, your story is awesome. And something that I'm going to be doing in the future, John, and you'll probably be one of the people who I do this with is I'm going to be having what I call one year audits or follow-ups with my, my, oh, yeah. my guests where I bring them on after a year and I see their progress and I talk with them about things that like we talked about previously on like the, the initial interview and what they've done from that initial interview to help them grow maybe things they've learned. And I mean, let's be real. A year is a lifetime on YouTube. And, 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 yeah. and like you said, you've been on seven months and I bet you've been learning every single month you've been on the channel. Oh, yeah. I so. mean, every month they learn something new. Well, that's awesome. John, thank you so much. Can you let my audience know, because I know they're going to want to find out. All the links will be in the show notes as well. But John, can you let my audience know where they can get in touch with you? Yeah. So, I mean, right now I'm super active on the YouTube. Like, if you comment on a video or whatever, I always see it. So, it's John the Potter, J-O-N-T-H-E-P-O-T-T-E-R. Uh, and then on Instagram, too, it's John Schmidt Pottery. Uh, so, all the links are, you know, my Instagram is in the... Uh, all the links to the description of the videos. So yeah, Instagram and YouTube are probably the two that I'm most active on. And you you can go check it out on Instagram and see all my pottery there. So I highly suggest you go check it out by clicking on the links in the show notes, guys. John the Potter on YouTube. And I want you to see how a channel can grow from nothing to just so just such a great community because I get those questions, those thoughts daily and weekly. 
This can be done, and John is living proof of that. John, thank you so much for coming on my show this week. Can't wait to chat with you again, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Dusty. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.